Welcome to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, where we cut through the confusion and get down to the truth about what really works for real people when it comes to losing weight, having incredible health, and a body that you love. We believe that losing weight is really about gaining life, doing things you never thought you could, having renewed confidence, and enjoying your body more than ever. I'm your host, Corey Little. Now let's get to it. Hello to all of you amazing, beautiful people who are smart enough to listen to this podcast. Welcome back. Let's jump right in like we normally do. Today, I'm telling you how to lose weight. (gasps) What? That's a shocking topic, right, for the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast. Specifically today, it's going to be like a crash course. This is really a crash course on how to have a successful overall weight loss experience. This is the stuff that I wish everyone knew. I wish everyone would do it before trying to lose weight by jumping into some fad diet or a crazy workout program. And today I'm going to give you three specific steps. So for you or anyone that you know who wants to lose weight or wants to get into better shape, this is going to be an invaluable episode, okay? So mark it down, save it, send it to the people that you know will benefit because this is the stuff that I wish everyone knew and would do before trying to lose weight. It will save you a ton of time and energy moving forward in your weight loss journey, okay? Three specific steps. I have a lot to share. Let's not waste any time. Jump right into it. Step number one, you need to answer this question. What is your goal? Well, Corey, duh, my goal is to lose weight. No, 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 no. Hang with me. What is your real goal? Sadly, most people are either shooting for the wrong goal, like what they think they want, or they don't even really know what their goal is. It's like, "Eh, I want to lose weight. Well, that's that's really vague. (laughs) That doesn't help as much. And then to make matters worse, often the goals aren't even measurable. Like I said, they can be super vague, but they're also not measurable. They're just kind of these floaty things that are out there. Oh, I want to feel more attractive. Oh, I want to lose some weight. Okay, that that's not super helpful. And it happens with both of these. It happens when people have the wrong goal. They may still be vague and unmeasurable. Or if they don't even really know what their goal is, well, of course it's vague and unmeasurable. And this is one of the reasons that it's so hard to be successful with weight loss. How can you hit a target if you're not even sure where or what the target is? Lose weight. Feel better. Be healthier look fit, like the way I look. Those are are understandable goals. I get it. Those make sense on the surface, but they're really vague. And it's not going to help you achieve success. And then even if you progress, it's like, well, I guess I feel better. I'm not sure. Because a lot of these things happen gradually, guys. Feeling better, being healthier, looking more fit, losing weight, typically these happen gradually. And your brain will play tricks on you. And the mirror will play tricks on you. And some things you won't even notice because you, guess what? Shocker, you live with yourself every day. <laughs> and so it may take looking back at a picture, go, oh, wow, that was that was two months ago. Wow, I really have made a lot of progress. Holy cow. So it's hard. It's so hard to be successful. And to hit your target, if you're not sure what or where your target is. 
And then here's the, the other side of this that I mentioned earlier. If you unknowingly have the wrong goal, and then you bust your tail, you hit your target, and then you just feel disappointed and maybe even lost because you got what you thought you wanted, and it didn't make you happy. It didn't bring what you truly want for your life or your body. Prime examples of this are when someone wants to get to a certain weight. Man, I want to get back to 185. That's I just mm, If I could hit my goal weight, my goal weight, my ideal weight. We've talked about that before on the podcast. If I could get back to that number, that's it. That's my goal. When in actuality, it's really that they're hoping to look a certain way. It's not that they want to get to 185. It's that they believe that getting to 185 will get rid of their belly fat. So see, their true goal is not 185. Their true goal is, wait a minute, I want to get rid of this belly fat. Do you see the difference, guys? We often attach a number to a look, and there is no guarantee that that number will bring that look. Another example of having the wrong goal is when someone says they want to achieve a certain appearance, a certain look. They want to be quote-unquote skinny, or they want to look fit, or they want to look in shape. And then they bust their tail, and they do everything to get that, to get that slender appearance, or fit appearance, or in shape appearance, whatever, but they're still being really mean to themselves mentally, still finding reasons to mentally beat themselves up all the time. And guess what? Then they realize, wait a minute, I thought I wanted to look this way, but it, it's really, I, I thought I wanted to look this way because then I thought I would be happier and more confident, but I'm still just a, a bully to myself. I'm still just so mean to myself. And I say the worst crap to myself in my head. And I thought that would stop if I lost weight and got skinny or got in shape. Another example of the wrong goal is when you lose all the weight you want to lose and you're like, okay, here I am. I made it. And then you still don't feel more confident or attractive. You still might feel insecure, unsure, or unattractive. And then just like I mentioned with the last one, you probably still critique yourself with a really mean voice inside your head. But all along, you thought, if I can lose this weight, it will change everything else. It will make me happier. It will make me more confident. Guys, we put, so, there's no, it's no wonder we have so much emotion surrounding weight loss because we hang so many things on it. Whether, for, whether you realize it or not, some of you, maybe this isn't you, but some of you believe that losing weight will fix so many problems for you. Losing weight will make me more confident. Losing weight will make me happier. Losing weight will help my marriage. Losing weight will make me a better mother. Losing weight will make me a better dad. Losing weight will help me at work. Losing weight will... And here's the thing, guys, this is the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast. I, I, I think losing weight can be great, but we have to be able to distinguish what it can and can't do for us and where the benefits of weight loss stop and the benefits of changing your brain begin, the benefits of what you learn along the way to losing weight. Because guys, if you learn, this is one of the things we teach in my coaching group, if you learn to be honest with yourself, to stay in integrity with yourself, to forgive yourself, if you learn the right time to give yourself tough love and then the right time to give yourself a big, warm, loving hug, <laughs> if you find out those things and you improve your relationship with yourself, those are the things you can learn in the process of losing weight. It's not weight loss that brings those. It's not the number on the scale. It's not looking fit 
or losing your belly fat. No, there are people who are super fit and they are absolutely miserable. And it breaks my heart, but it's just the truth. It's not the weight loss. It's not losing your belly fat. It's the process of getting there and what you learn along the way that brings these other things, if you do it right. So here's the thing. What's the solution, right? So step number one is what is your goal? No, 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 not that surface goal. What's your real goal? Here's the solution. Here's what I encourage you to do. Let go of the surface goals and dig down and find your real goal. Figure out some way to measure it also. So how do I recommend you do this? Ask questions. Specifically, here are the questions. Get ready, grab your pen, open up the notes section on your phone. Question number one, what's my goal? And then just write whatever comes to mind. Write the surface goal, whatever. Next up, why? Why is that my goal? Well, that's my goal because I, I want to I want to feel more attractive. I want to feel more confident, whatever. I want to have more energy to play with my kids at the end of the day, whatever. What? Why is that my real goal? Once you answer that question, then the next question is, what do I think that this will bring to my life? What do I think that losing weight will bring to my life? And, and the, take the reason it's important, combine those two. What do I think this will bring to my life? What do I want it to bring to my life? Okay, now that you've dug into all of that, answer the question, so what is my real goal? Now that I've dug down and I've done this work, what is my real goal? And then lastly, how can I measure this? And it might, let's say your goal is confidence. It might be something as simple as, okay, on a scale of one to 10, with one being like terrible confidence and I just want to hide inside my house all day long and 10 being like the most confidence in the world and I can take on anything, just rate your confidence. Maybe, you know, every, maybe just every morning or every night or maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever, rate it as you go through the process. It doesn't have to be super, uh, you know, scientific, but we need some sort of way to measure things. Otherwise, guess what? You become more and more obsessed with the scales because that's the only number you have. <laughs> so that's number one. Figure out your real goal, not the surface goal, but your real goal. Step number two, what's your plan? How are you going to do it? I mean, it's only logical, right? Once you figure out what your goal is, not just the surface goal, but the real goal, once you figure that out, then we have to figure out how you're going to achieve it. Now, as I've said before, there are a million different ways that you can go about losing weight, but hold on a minute. Is that even your true number one goal anymore? And see, that's the beauty of step number one. Once you do that work and you figure out your true goal or goals, well, then you can find the perfect fit for your needs. That's the beauty of the internet nowadays. There are all kinds of niches or niches. I don't know. Different people pronounce that word different ways, but there are all kinds of different programs that are geared specifically towards very specific goals, very small niches where it's like, okay, this is weight loss specifically for postpartum, you know, moms who are looking to regain their life, whatever. There are very unique, very specific things out there. There are programs and weight loss challenges specifically for people who want to lose as much weight as they can as fast as they can. And then there's stuff like my group where we are not focused on fast weight loss. We are looking to change lifestyle habits and to tame the bully in our brain and to form a better relationship with ourselves. My group is perfect for some people and not for others. And then other programs out there are perfect for other people and not as great for some other people. It's, it's, 
You need to find what is the best fit for you. And that's what we tell people when they write to us and ask about my inner circle coaching program. We're like, hey, we just, because if it's a bad fit, it's not going to be a good experience for you or for us. You need to find what is best for you. But here's the thing. Let's let's get really real (laughs) about something. I'm using real way too much in this episode, but it's applicable. Here's what's so important to understand. Please don't miss this. Accomplishing any goal requires us to take action. It requires us to do something. And it's usually something different. Something different than what we've always done. And this is definitely true for losing weight, changing your body, and improving your mindset. Whenever you want to change something about you, you must change. You must do things. You must begin to do things differently. You must take action and change what you've normally been doing. And in order to do this, you probably need a plan of action. I mean, just think about that phrase, plan of action. I just explained how accomplishing any goal requires us to take action. Well, if we don't have a plan, then it's just haphazard action. A little here, something there. We're just kind of guessing and hoping it works. A plan of action is a plan that is filled with action, <laughs> that is filled with specific action steps. Some plans are very rigid and aggressive. Some plans are much more flexible and gradual. Some plans are super strict and very restrictive. Some plans are much looser and permissive. But make no mistake, any plan, any plan that is going to actually work, that is going to deliver results, will, to some degree, tell you what to do. (laughs) It will require you to take action. It will, will require you to change what you do, which ultimately changes you. Every now and then, I'll have a podcast listener who gets all fired up and they take the next step. They join my inner circle and begin working through the steps of my Live Life Lucette program. That's kind of like the, that's the framework that we use inside my inner circle. And it's like suddenly, instead of just listening, they must do something. Even though they don't think about it this way or they, they don't say it this way, it's more like, hold on. Wait a minute, Corey. You mean I've actually got to change what I eat? What happened to all this talk on the podcast about believing in myself and and beating the bully in my brain and you got to change your brain to change your body? I want to do all that stuff. I want to change my brain. I, I don't I don't want to change what I eat. Now, <laughs> they don't say that, of course. That's not that's not the first thought. Instead, they say something like, "Wait a minute, Corey. This is too strict." Or, "I thought this would work for me, but it's just it's too rigid." which makes me laugh because I'm the guy that says, hey, I want you to get away with as much as you can. But if you join my group or my program or any group or any program and your primary goal, which, hey, we're going back to step number one, if your number one goal is to lose weight, then we have to take steps to do that. If your number one goal is to improve your relationship with yourself, well, part of that is going to be taking action with Food and activity and staying in integrity with yourself and doing the mental work. I like to think of it with the analogy of learning to cook. Let's imagine you really wanted to be better at, this is fun. It's a 
real life weight loss podcast. So we'll use baking cake <laughs> as an analogy. Let's pretend that you wanted to get really great at baking delicious desserts and cakes. And so you had this great baker come alongside you, this this tremendous chef who specializes in desserts and cakes. And they had a great recipe and they said, here, we're going to follow this recipe. And you looked and you went, eh, that recipe's a little too restrictive. I kind of like to do my own thing in the kitchen. And they look at you like, what? Um, well, let's, okay, I can appreciate that. I can, but let's just follow this recipe first. And, eh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I like your recipe. <laughs> look, if you want to become better at baking a cake, use the recipe, learn the recipe and experiment later. You're learning to cook. If you knew what you were doing in the first place, guys, I'm sorry. This is this is a, a little tough love truth, okay? If you knew what you were doing in the first place, you wouldn't need the help of the chef. You wouldn't need to learn to cook. You're trying to get better. You're trying to learn. So we have to lay down what we want and what we naturally do and go, okay, I'm going to trust this person or this program or this thing and I'm going to give it my best shot and I'm going to put down what I normally want to do and do these things instead. Because as I said earlier, any plan, any program, any expert or coach or whatever that is going to deliver results, if it is decent and it works and it's going to deliver results, it will to some degree tell you what to do because what you've been doing has not been working. <laughs> okay? So, use the recipe. Learn the recipe. And then you can experiment later. You can get loosey-goosey later. But if you want to bake a delicious cake and you're like, you know, but I just think it would be really good with a half a cup of baking soda instead of a tablespoon. I don't know. I'm making things up. I think this cake would be really good if we added a little flair with some bell pepper. Wait a minute. <laughs> Again, experiment later. Let's just get the basic cake down first. So here's the thing. Like I said, this happens every blue moon, every now and then in my coaching group. Someone will join. Like I said, they're all excited. Then they realize, wait a minute, there's more to this than just overcoming the bully in my brain. It really doesn't happen that often. It's probably only happened three or four times. But here's the thing. I want to take full responsibility. It's 100% my fault when this happens, and I'll explain why and then be sure to set the record straight because I think that will be helpful for everyone, okay? Are you ready? Here we go. You've heard me say probably a thousand times that if you want to change your body, you must first change your brain. And I talk a lot on this podcast about the what I would call the other side of losing weight, stuff like how food is meant to be enjoyed because it is. Food is not evil, how to overcome that little negative voice in your head and start being kinder to yourself because that's such an important part, not just of losing weight, but of just life in general. How you don't have to be perfect to lose weight because you don't have to be perfect. And that is a lie that has been ingrained in your head from strict diet after strict diet. How the scales lie to us and we shouldn't let them dictate our day or our emotions because it's true. The scales do lie. They rarely tell the truth and they never tell the whole story. I talk about how I want you to start believing in yourself because I believe in you and it's true. I do. And I can totally understand how you might not believe in yourself if you've tried and failed over and over again. And I talk about how losing weight is really all about gaining life and living the life that you've always wanted to live. But guess what, my friends? To do that, to live the life you've always wanted to live and to gain life, it takes action and it takes 
you beginning to do some things differently. All of these things I just listed, they are all true and I believe them 100%. All of those things are part of shifting your mindset from a typical super restrictive diet mentality. But please don't be misled. And if I've been the one misleading you, I'm so sorry. Allow me to set the record straight right here, right now. If someone needs or wants to lose weight, if that is part of their goal, if that is one of their number one goals, and they want to improve their health and have better energy and all of those things, then taking intentional focused steps with food and exercise is required. You must take action. You must change what you eat. You must change what you drink. You must become more active, period. There's no way around it. Change what you eat. Change what you drink. Be more active. Change how you think. The mental stuff is important. Yes, absolutely. And I believe it's the missing element in so many dietary programs out there and so many weight loss programs out there. But we need more than that. We can't rely on our brain alone to change our body. We can't think ourselves skinny. We can't think our way to better health. I believe in an approach that combines all three things. Intentional, focused, step-by-step changes with what we eat, what we do, our exercise and our activity, and what we think, our mental approach to weight loss in our self-talk, in our relationship with ourselves. I think we need the trifecta because they all work together synergistically. It's incredibly tough to achieve long-term weight loss while addressing only one of these three. Combining all three is what delivers big-time, long-term, life-changing results. Look, if we want to change our body, I'm sorry to break it to you, we must also change what we consistently eat or don't eat and do or don't do. But the brain is like the gatekeeper. Your brain and recurring thoughts and beliefs and your overall mental approach to losing weight is what will determine a few really, really important things. Whether you just lose it and quickly gain it back or if you keep the weight off long term. And maybe more importantly, your brain will determine this. Whether you embrace and enjoy the process or you hate every minute of it and you can't wait to be quote unquote finished and stop your diet, even though there is no finish line and then not have to like work out so much or never have to work out again. I just can't wait to lose this weight so I can quit this diet and and quit going to the gym. (laughs) It's not how it works. See, here's the thing. All of this is exactly why I say to change your body, you must also change your brain. It's the missing element that most people sadly never address and they just struggle and fight and they do miserable diet after miserable diet. It is super important, but it is not the only element. To change your body, you can't just change what you think. You must also change what you do. And to do that, you will need a plan of action. (laughs) Circling back around to what we started with with, uh, point number two here. If you don't have a plan, then you don't know what to do, my friend. There are a ton of different approaches to losing weight and getting fit, but there are two big overall approaches. Guessing and checking and trying to piece it together And then the other option is having actually having an intelligent plan, what I like to call a structured yet flexible progressive plan. I've talked about this in previous podcasts. I'm going to go over it quickly right now. You probably already know which of these categories you fall into, but just in case you don't, let me explain what each one looks like and sounds like. Let's start with the guessing, checking, trying to piece it together approach. It usually sounds and goes something like this. I'm going to cut back a little here and there. I'm going to cut out bread. 
I'm cutting out carbs. I'm cutting out desserts. I'm cutting out wine. I'm going to cut out sugar. Oh, I'm cutting out red meat because I read about how bad that is for you. Oh, I'm going to exercise every day. I'm going to be more active. I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to eat less sugar. I'm going to track every meal. I'm going to count every calorie. I'm going to eat nothing but organic food or raw food or nothing but whole foods, whatever. The common elements here with all of these things is that they're either vague or they're absolutes. Like the vague ones, for me, they're easy to spot. Maybe they are for you. Cut back a little here and there. What does that even mean? (laughs) I'm going to... Uh, let's see. Let me find a, 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 another one here. I'm going to be more active. Okay. What does, does that mean? You're going to move 30 minutes a day or 30 minutes, three times a week. What does more active mean? I'm going to eat healthier. What does that mean? I'm going to eat less sugar. Well, how do we know if it's less? Do you even know how much sugar you're eating now? So those are really vague. And when they're really vague, they're pretty much worthless because are you doing it? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. You may not even know. You may think, you know, but Unless you track it, unless you measure it, you may not know. And then on the other end of the spectrum from the vague stuff, we have the absolutes. Absolutes are cut out all, nothing, every. I'm cutting out carbs. I'm cutting out wine. I'm going to cut out sugar. You can't cut out sugar. You can't unless you eat nothing but meat and grass. (laughs) I'm going to count every calorie. I'm going to eat nothing but organic food. Those are absolutes. And that's in direct opposition to progression. Remember I said I think that The best plan is a structured, flexible, progressive plan. It's in, see, whenever we go to the absolutes, which I get it because people get fed up with their lack of success with weight loss, and then they just, oh, I'm so frustrated. I'm just cutting out wine. I'm cutting out desserts. I'm cutting out sugar. This is in direct conflict, in direct opposition with progression. You can't do or have both because once you go the absolute route, all, nothing, cut it out. Once you do that, then you have no room for progression because you've basically tried to jump to the end. <laughs> like I, I, you guys hear me talk about exercise analogies a lot. I feel like I've been using this on the podcast quite a bit recently. If your goal is to bench press 300 pounds, it's like walking in the gym on day one and saying, let's just load up 300 pounds. And, and then you just try to press it on day one. There's a really good chance you can't do it. Just like there's a really good chance you can't cut out all your wine or cut out all your sugar or cut out all of your desserts. But you know what you can do? You can start by pressing 100 pounds and then work with that until you're strong enough to press 150 pounds and so on and so forth. And eventually, you just might work your way up to 300 pounds. So, on the flip side of all this absolute stuff is a structured, flexible, progressive plan. And it is totally different. It's structured, so you know what you're doing. You're not guessing. And it builds on itself. Yet, it's flexible, so it works with your life and schedule and occasional mess-ups. And it's also progressive. So you start with doable changes. You start with 100 pounds, (laughs) not with 300. And then when you become strong enough, you progress to a little more. There are no absolutes. It's how success happens in so many areas of life, if you really think about it. Business, workouts, school, your career, your hobbies, your personal finances, retirement, and definitely with losing weight. A structured, flexible, progressive plan is almost always the best answer. And in my opinion, this is exactly what you should look for if you really want to lose weight and change your life. You don't have to like me or my program. That's fine. Go find the one that fits you best. 
But please hear and understand this truth. The vast majority of the time, true life-changing success comes from a plan that is structured so you know what you're doing, yet flexible so it can bend to your life, and progressive so that you're not trying to do everything on day one. You start with 100 pounds and you build your way up to 300 pounds. Okay, that's item number two that I wish people would knew and would address before they started trying to lose weight. Next up, step number three, item number three, answer the question, what's your support system? Who is going to support you in this journey? Too many times, so many times, I see weight loss lone wolves. But they don't say that. They don't say, oh, I'm just going to try to do this all by myself. They don't say it that way. It's wrapped up differently. Well, I'm just a really, I'm a private person. I'm a private type of person. I just have a shy personality. And then some people are just more self-reliant. I'm self-dependent. I'm self-reliant. I'm going to figure this out and do it on my own. And I can respect all of those things. They can certainly be true. But often, not always, but often, I think it really comes down to something else comes down to a few other things. One is fear of failure. How much easier is it to fail when no one's looking, when no one's paying attention? It's like the, if you were walking on the sidewalk and you tripped over your own feet and you fell flat on your face. What do we do? First thing we do is to stand up and look around to see if anyone saw us, right? <laughs> we don't want other people to see our failures and our mess ups. So when we go lone wolf in the weight loss world and then we screw up, well, it's only us screwing up ourselves. No one else saw it. No one else knew about it. So we're scared to fail and we're even more scared for other people to see it. I think another thing that keeps us in the lone wolf category is it gives us, if we're really honest, a private way out. It is much easier to get, if if I don't like this, to get out when no one even knows I'm doing it. <laughs> Think about it, guys. Isn't that true? It's like, well, I'll, I'll give this a try. I'm going to get all motivated and I'm going to meal plan and I'm going to read that diet book and I'm going to start this plan. And then if I don't like it, well, a couple weeks in, I can just quit because I'm not going to tell anybody about it. Now, we don't think that, but that's kind of in the back of our mind sometimes. Or maybe it's a little different. Maybe it's like, you know what? I got excited and tried really hard and failed so many times in the past that I'm not doing it again. I'm not going to publicize it. If I'm going to get excited and try really hard and fail again, it's just going to be me. I don't want other people going, oh, bless their heart. You just screwed up again. So look, here's the thing. You can go alone if you want, but after working with people for 20 plus years, I strongly encourage you to find or create some sort of support system. There are so many benefits to being part of a supportive group or having a coach or some sort of teacher. Number one, you got accountability. It is much easier, guys, as we just talked about, to let ourselves down than it is to let someone else down. Accountability is a massive factor in having a support system. Next up is strength. There's strength in numbers. At times you're feeling weak, someone else will feel strong. At times you're not feeling motivated, someone else will have some encouraging words. You also get incredible perspective. Guys, we can't see what we can't see. You can't see stuff in your blind spots. And often this isn't really someone going, oh, look at you, you're sneaking in those chips. It's not that. A lot of times you're doing much better than you think you are. But you had a tough day and the boy in your brain is really loud and then you're beating yourself up 
and someone else can step in. This is one of the big things we do in the coaching group. Someone will post and they'll go, God, last week was so tough and I just feel like I royally screwed up. And then we look at what's going on and we look at what they've been tracking and their specific goals and we go, hold on. I know there's a, some stuff going on in life, but you're doing great. You're rocking this process. You're rocking this program. And then they go, oh, well, you know what? I guess you're right. I am. And it's like, boom, new perspective. And it totally shifts their perspective. Now, that's one way perspective works out. Another way, it, it can also be good when we're, we are trying to lie to ourselves and we don't realize it, right? Like there's some of those times we're experts at lying to ourselves. And there's some times when we just kind of sneak things in or we go, oh, I didn't, you know what? I wasn't really thinking about that or I wasn't being honest with myself about that. Thank you for pointing it out. And then the last thing and something that's super important that a support system brings is learning. We're being taught by an expert and the power, we have the power of a shared experience and group learning when we have other people around. You have people guiding you and leading you and answering your questions. That's so important. It's so huge. So let's bring all this together and wrap it up. This episode's been quite a bit long. I thought about Dividing it into two, and I may wind up doing that. Who knows? We'll see. But let's bring it together. Step number one, let go of the surface goals. Dig down and find your real goal. Find your real goal and figure out some way to measure it. Step two. And for step number one, it could be more than one thing. You could have two or three real goals. Determine those. Maybe write them down and figure out some way to measure those. Step number two, realize that to change, you must actually change. <laughs> yes, you must actually change what you eat, drink, and do. You've got to do some things that are different and may feel weird or unfamiliar at first, but that's the only way that change happens. So embrace that. And then once you kind of get that in your head, find a structured, progressive, flexible plan or program that fits your specific goals. If you want less food stress, do not choose keto or some fast-paced weight loss challenge. If you want to lose as much weight as possible, as fast as possible for your niece's wedding that's coming up in six weeks, then don't join my program. <laughs> We're not a good fit. You get the drift, and there's everything in between. And then finally, step number three, as much as you might think you prefer it, don't be a lone wolf. Do not try to do this on your own. It just makes things so much harder. And newsflash, my friend, you don't get extra points for that. You don't get extra points for doing it the hard way. Make things as easy as you can for yourself. So instead of going lone wolf, find or create some sort of support and accountability system. It can be a wonderful group, maybe just two or three people that you know, or even a qualified coach. And then here's a little bonus tip. Whatever you do, don't form a small group of only people who struggle. <laughs> that is not good. That is not, that is not healthy. You need some sort of veteran or expert leadership. You either need someone that's been there and done that, and they can kind of be the rock and the anchor of the group, or you need an expert who can lead the group. Because if you just get two or three people who have really struggled to lose weight in the past, that is wonderful support for each other, but it's also really, really shaky ground. So veteran or expert leadership, is really needed for that support system. Guys, I hope this has been helpful. Now you have two choices. <laughs> I'm commanding you. No, you have two choices. Number one, will you send this episode to someone who you think would benefit, someone who has maybe tried to lose weight in the past, or someone who's thinking about starting some diet? This could just be really great stuff for them to ponder and uh, 
really a step-by-step process for them to go through before they start some diet. Or number two, this is option number two, if all of this makes sense and you love this podcast and you're ready to actually take action, then heck yeah, shoot us an email at support at corylittlecoaching.com. I'll include that down in the show notes and we'll tell you more about the inner circle. Um, Technically, it's not really as of the recording right now, it's not really open. You can go to my website and see there's a wait list, but we might have a special little uh, side door that you can sneak in. So support at corylittlecoaching.com. That email address will be down in the show notes. Now I'm going to wrap it up. This has been long enough. You guys are amazing. You're more than a number on the scales. Losing weight is really about gaining life. We'll talk more about that in a future episode. I want to be crystal clear about that. And even if you don't believe in yourself, I believe in you. So keep coming back. I will keep working on you. We'll get you there, my friends. I hope it's been helpful. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye.